podcast i'm your host general greg b and this is chapter 62 and it's been quite a while since my last episode it's been over a month wow i remember back in the day when i used to do this monthly but uh now that i've done it do it more often um seems like it's been a long time but it's only been a month or so uh anyways uh let's get into it so first off as always we'll go back and look to see how i did on my last uh prediction show our predictions for last from last show, I guess, would be the proper way to speak English. Um, <laughs> so, um, Kentucky Derby. Um, yeah, I picked Mendelssohn. Um, and if you remember back to Kentucky Derby, uh, which you probably don't, um, that that horse came in last. So clearly, I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to horse racing. Justify, which was the favorite, did win. Um, and it went on to win the Preakness, and we'll talk a little bit about the Belmont Stakes later on. Uh, also, Triple G won his fight, but uh, there's been some uh, issues with Triple G since he he won the fight. Um, he uh, got got uh, stripped of one of his titles due to um, not defending it against a top contender or whatever garbage that boxing always does, and people always have to uh, give up their titles or whatever. Who knows? I don't even know. Doesn't matter. Um, and now the Canelo Alvarez uh, fight um, rematch that was slated to. Well, it was originally supposed to take place. This was supposed to be that fight, but then uh, Canelo got suspended for something or other. I don't remember. And then I think he got hurt. I don't know. Whatever happened. I think there was a combination of a couple of different things. But regardless of that, they were then going to do the rematch in September, one year from the previous. On Mexican Independence Day, I believe, was the day they were going to do it again. Uh, but now, there's been some bad negotiations with that. Basically, Triple G won 50-50 split, and um, um, Golden Boy uh, Productions, which is uh, Oscar De La Hoya, basically said, Nope, Canelo's the name here. You're just the better fighter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he said exactly, but more or less, uh, negotiations have fallen apart, so that may be off. And he also lost the title. So who knows what's next for Triple G. Um, but uh, for now, he still has a couple belts. And he won this uh, boxing match. Um, uh, backlash, I'm not going to go into full detail because I'm going to talk more about this next week. But I did pretty well in my predictions. The only ones I got wrong were uh, Roman Reigns ended up being Samojo, Which ended up going on last and a lot of people weren't too happy about that. But... Given that Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles ended in a draw when both men couldn't uh, answer the 10 count after both kicking each other in the uh, nether regions, um, I guess that was probably not the good best match to go on last, so it sort of made sense um, to... Uh... Yeah, 
But we'll talk more in detail about Backlash and stuff coming up for next week when I preview Money in the Bank as well as NXT TakeOver and other varying things. Uh, but this this go-around, we're talking about more about uh, UFC, which last UFC 224, um, I didn't actually get to see much of it. Um, I know Amanda Nunez defended her, uh, successfully defended her title. I ended up going, let's see... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and six for the evening. Uh, Backlash, by the way, I did go um, seven, one, and one, so that was pretty good. So for overall, for the weekend, uh, which was like a month ago, I went 15, 8, and 1. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> um, we'll talk about UFC 225 coming up in a bit. Uh, as well as some other uh, events that are taking place over this weekend. But before we get into all that, let's let's talk about some movies because I have seen some movies since the last time we've I've talked. Uh, I think the last time uh, I uh, talked, um, I had just seen, or I don't know if I just saw it, but I'd, I'd seen uh, Avengers: Infinity War, and um, yeah. I haven't seen it again, so I don't have any more opinions on it necessarily. I don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that. Although most people, I think, at this point have probably either seen the movie or don't care. Um, you know, it's making tons of money. Although I don't think it's going to quite catch Black Panther. And I think the reasoning behind that, uh, not to say it's not a better movie than Black Panther, not to say that uh, it's, a, you know, whatever, either way. Um uh, I think globally it did it did beat it. It's already passed it. It's reaching. It's about to reach a two point two billion uh, uh, mark. Whether or not it will catch uh, Force Awakens is uh, we'll we'll see. I don't know. Um, globally, I mean, world uh, internationally it might, but globally, I think it already has. Actually, I think I think it's actually maybe third right now, or maybe fourth. I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but I know um, it's. Uh, I know it's. I'm pretty sure it's about. No, I don't know. Yeah, it might be third. I think it. I think it went ahead of. Um, Force Awakens, which actually was fourth, I believe, because I think Fast and Furious Seven was third. Obviously, Titanic and and uh, Avatar and like, Titanic were one and two. Um, I don't think I'll catch either of those. Um, whether or not to catch Sports Awakens is still yet to be seen. I think it will. Uh, but anyways, um, regardless of any and all of that, I think the reasoning specifically in the United States, while it may not catch Black Panther, is because while Black Panther came out in the middle of February and there wasn't really anything else competing against it, uh, you know, Avengers Infinity War had a couple good... couple weeks head start uh during the summer months especially being moved up a week but uh you know deadpool 2 came out and i did see deadpool 2 and i did very much enjoy it um i don't know if i liked it as much as the first one and i don't know if that's more because of the movie itself because it might be a better movie but the reason why i don't know if i liked it as much as i liked the first one specifically seeing it the first time in the theaters and whatnot is possibly because um i didn't know what to expect with the first deadpool movie all right here's this 
movie about Deadpool, who I'm vaguely familiar with, but more from like the X-Men cartoons, so that's kind of not really indicative of what his character actually is. And we're going to do it R-rated, and it's going to be basically Ryan Reynolds, um, even though he played Deadpool before, but he's going to be a new Bud Deadpool, but he's basically Van Wilder as a superhero. And it was really good. It was like, holy crap, what the hell is this? Like, because no one had really done that before. Uh, especially not in, like, comedic reign. I mean, yes, there have been R-rated superhero movies before, like Blade or whatever, that have just been ultra-violent. Um, but in terms of, like, being over-the-top comedic and R-rated was something different. Now, they don't change that in this one. It's still the sim- same sort of style and whatnot. But, you know, you knew that. You knew that going in, so it doesn't quite have that same kind of um, shock factor, I guess. Not to say that it's bad, because it's definitely not bad. It's definitely a good movie. Um, it's definitely funny. It's definitely, uh, you know, a good time. Uh, James Brolin, again, kills it uh, as Cable. Brolin having a hell of a summer. Thanos and Cable. Uh, he's got Sicario coming out in a couple weeks. Um, Sicario 2, or Sicario Day of the Solditos, or whatever the hell it's called. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to give away anything. Um, it's definitely hilarious. It's definitely funny. Um, they definitely do poke fun of some stuff at the end of the movie, uh, in the credits. Uh, I may have just talked about one they talk about. Um, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'd go, I'd say go see it. But again, similar to what I was just saying about Black Panther, uh, it's not doing as well as the first one in the in the theaters. And not that they say it did bad, but it did below expectations, I believe. And um, part of the reasoning behind that, I believe, is because the first one, again, was in the middle of February. There's nothing else going on. Like, people want to go do something fun, go to the movies. Now, here we are in, in um, you know, in May. We have a lot of other movies coming out. You know, obviously, Avengers is already still out there. And, and then a movie I'm about to talk to you about in a second is about to come out. So... You know, you only really had that one week of like, okay, here's Deadpool, uh, what's next, type of thing. And uh, also, it's it's May. I mean, generally speaking, and maybe not so much this May, but generally speaking, it's right through weather out. People want to go do stuff. They're going to go to, you know, uh, you know, baseball games, or they have, you know, things, other things going on outside of, oh, the weather's crappy, let's go to the movies. Now, to say the weather wasn't crappy in May would be... Not quite accurate, but I'm just saying in general, because I'm totally speaking from the north northeast quadrant of the United States in terms of the weather. Um, I mean, I get it that a lot of uh, movies do very well during the summer months, and that's fine. But the problem is when you're talking May, okay, the kids aren't in school yet. So kids are still in school. So you're not getting those kids going to the theaters during the day. Uh, people are still working. Like, you know, it's just... It doesn't have quite the same appeal, and I think that's part of the problem with uh, the summer blockbuster movies extending all the way th- into April, you know? It's like, it doesn't have the quite the same effect you should you think it should. And by the time you get to the, you know, late June, July's, um, August, uh, to to some degree, uh, it's it's muffled. Because, not necessarily because the movies aren't good or people aren't going to the movies necessarily, but it's because there's so much out there that everyone's going to see different things and no one movie gets huge money. Whereas a movie like Avengers, yes, it did huge money. Um, first 
weekend and maybe in the second weekend and so forth. But then other movies started coming out. And in addition, it didn't do great during the week because that was the thing. Like it, it crushed um, by like $10 million the opening weekend margin set by Force Awakens. But during that next week, it didn't come close because that first week of May or whatever, kids were in school. Whereas when Forced Awakens came out, came out around Christmas, people were out on Christmas break. They're going to see it during Christmas. Um, and if this movie come out the beginning of you know July, Fourth of July weekend or something, or at the end of June or whatever, kids are out of school, probably going to see it. Um, but that leads into my next factor for the next movie, Solo. And listen, um, listen. I liked the movie. Okay, um, did I love the movie? No. Um, do I had do I do I have huge problems with this movie? Yes. Uh, is my biggest issue with this movie you're taking this character that I already know and you're making a whole movie about him, despite the fact that I know eventually what happens with him and all the other things that were kind of more important in my mind about him? Yes. Um, does that bode well for other movies that they have planned around these certain characters? Possibly. Um, there is talks of doing uh, a Boba Fett movie. And granted, Boba Fett was, you know, a fairly memorable character in Empire Strikes Back in the beginning of uh, Emp- uh, Return of the Jedi. But ultimately, he wasn't really that big of a part of the story. We don't know a ton about him. I mean, yes, we did get the backstory of when he was a kid with his dad or whatever, but, like, in terms of his huge arc of his story and his life or whatever, we don't know that. So that could potentially be good. Because that's the thing with Rogue One that, you know, a lot of people aren't really saying. It's like, yes, you you did have Darth Vader and briefly um, um, Leia and a couple other characters, like, um, uh, what's-his-face, Tarkin and Mon Mothma or whatever. But, like, they are only partially part of the story. The big part of the story was these characters you don't know. And granted, ultimately, what does it matter? Because, you know, they all die. And that's that's fine. But I guess that was part of the issue with Solo, too. It's like, well, I know he's not going to die. I know Lando's not going to die. I know Chewbacca's not going to die. Or anything significantly bad's going to happen to him. Because we know what happens with them. Uh, then the other characters, yeah, okay, a lot of these other characters are probably gonna go away, because who are they? Um, and it gets a little awkward, because they sort of do that, but at the same time, it's like, they're kind of hedging their bets a bit, and like, planning for maybe a, possibly a sequel, which, I don't know if they're gonna, I mean, at this point I would say probably not, because this movie did not do well at the box office, has not done well at the box office, I don't know if that's because um, of Star Wars fatigue, because clearly that's not the case with, like, Marvel. Uh, but there's so many more offshoots of Marvel, I guess that's the problem. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you did a random movie about some random character that's part of the Star Wars universe, like a Black Panther or an Ant-Man, um, separate from everything else, how would that have done? As opposed to, okay, here's Han Solo. It's like, really? You didn't do Han Solo? Like, we know who Han Solo is. Like, that's how you would start the universe. That's like doing Iron Man. 
that's what begins everything. But that's you can't do that with Star Wars. I don't know. I just I have my issues with it, and I'm not even getting into spoiler spoiler territory with a certain character that's in it. That uh, it was cool, but at the same time, I was like, wait, what? And then you realize that like they're playing with all the all the magic beans, and there's a lot of Star Wars stuff out there that I have no idea anything about. Um, outside of the regular movies and whatnot, so boy, that's that's a stretch to get me to you know commit to that. Um, but yeah, so I saw those two movies in the theaters. Um, uh, next up, I guess Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I don't know. I'm not like a huge Jurassic Park fan um, to begin with, um, but I might go check it out. Um, but if not that, definitely Ant-Man. Um, and possibly Sicario. I don't know. Give it up for man, James, uh, James, Josh Brolin. James Brolin, nowhere to be found these days. I don't, actually, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. But Josh Brolin, kicking ass, uh, this summer. Um, but yeah, so, I did catch up on some other movies, you know, um, not to go into too many details of the movies. I want to save those for the movie ranks down the line. But, uh, you know, I had missed some movies earlier in the, in the, in the, that came out earlier this year. Um, I went back and checked them out. I watched Insidious Part 4, finally, or The Last Key, or whatever it's called. Um, it's not as good as Insidious. I don't think it was as good as the third one. It's probably in line with the second one. It's kind of weird. It's another one of those kind of like Annabelle creation things where it's like it's a sequel of a prequel of a sequel of a prequel. <laughs> so the timeline is so because chapter so Insidious one and two were you know that was pretty standard. It was Insidious one, then chapter two was the sequel. Um, so chapter three was then a prequel of that. But then chapter four is a sequel of chapter three, but a prequel of chapter one and two. That makes sense. Uh, it's not bad. It's 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 not great, but it's not bad. Uh, then uh, what else did I watch? I watched Red Sparrow, um, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, spy Russian spy movie. Um, it was okay. I don't know. It was kind of a mess. Um, it just I don't know. It there was too many twists and turns that didn't seem necessary like it's like okay there's some twists and some some turns but are you doing these twists and turns because that's a good story or are you doing this twists and turns just in the sake of doing twists and turns you know it it was just too much too much i think um then i watched the commuter with um uh liam neeson which was um taken on the train i guess i don't know I don't know what to, I don't I don't really know what to think of this movie. Uh, so he's on a train, as opposed to being on a plane like he was for that other movie. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's Liam Neeson and it's an action film and there's guns and shooting and he has a set of skills and what whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know. It's nothing. It's nothing to write home about. Um, it's nothing to go out of your way to see if it happens to come on HBO or something or Netflix or whatever. And you've got an hour and a half to spare. Turn it on. Um, 
And then I watched Game Night. Um, Jason Bateman, Kyle Chandler, Rachel McAdams, uh, a couple other people. Whatever. It's it's a fine comedy, R-rated comedy. Um, it's not like over the top with anything. Um, it's, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of Date Night a little bit. Uh, sort of like in that sense of like, okay, here's these people just trying to have a fun time and then shit goes crazy. Apologize for my language. And, uh, they get caught up in some game of some, some stuff that they shouldn't be and blah, blah, blah. It reminded me a lot of that movie. Um, I don't think it was as good as that, but, um, it wasn't bad. It was, you know, it, it wasn't hilarious. You know, like it wasn't like laugh out funny or nothing like that, but it was, it was fine for what it is. Uh, if you like Jason Bateman, Kyle Chandler, yeah, definitely check it out. Speaking of Jason Bateman, as we move on to the television realm of things, Arrested Development is back. Uh, season 5, I guess it is. But unlike normal Netflix things, they only released half of season 5, and then they're going to release the next, second half later on this year. Um, but they went back to doing it as a normal narrative, as opposed to season 4, which uh, they did through, like, perspectives of each episode based off a single character, and then finally at the end they all came together. Now, what Netflix did go ahead and do, kind of... I don't know why necessarily they did it. I have a couple theories as to why. Uh, But they went back and remixed the season and re-released it, and they did... It was, like, 22 episodes, or 20 episodes. I forget how many episodes. But they kind of interlooped everything together into, like, one thing instead of multiple characters. You know what I'm saying. So it kind of falls in line more with what the show was. The problem with that, though, is there's a lot of recapping. There's way too much recapping. Like, you watch these episodes and it's like half of them are recapping something else. Um, But they're all 22 minutes. And I think that's part of the reason why they did this. um, Syndicating purposes. Because... Once they get through this season and next season, or once they you add those episodes of that season, because I think the original season was 15 episodes, and I think they spread it out to, I don't know if it's 20 or 22, I can't remember. Um, and But those 15 episodes that they did prior were varying lengths. Some of them were like 25 minutes, some of them were like 35 minutes. You know, it depended on what the episodes are. These are all specifically 22 minutes. And then that means they're right there, set, ready to go for syndication. And um, this the the, the, eight, the eight episodes they released so far this year, though, um, they're varying lengths, though. So I kind of wonder what that's going on for. I mean, they're all on Netflix anyway, so as far as syndication is concerned, they're just syndication. I don't know if they're looking to get something else down the line. I mean, typically, that would be the reason. Um uh, you typically the, n- the number of of episodes you gotta get to is a hundred. I don't know where they're at now. Uh, some I would say once they're done with the season, it's probably in the seventy range, something like that. Because the first I don't know, I forget how many episodes they originally had. The first one, I think it was like fifty. It might have been fifty-three, somewhere in that range. And they've had they do twenty. And then another 18 or 16. Whatever. Math. Maybe they're closer to 80. Anyways, not the point. The point is, uh, the rest of the development is back. 
And despite the fact that Jeffrey Tambor is not exactly the most well-liked person in Hollywood, uh, given his uh, getting kicked off a Transparent and then making um, What's-Her-Face cry, uh, Lucille, who's Jessica Walters, cry, and then, I don't know, it became a whole thing. Jason Bateman and Will Arnett kind of defended. I don't want to say they defended Jeffrey Tambor as much as they kind of didn't, like, put Jeffrey Tambor down. I don't know. The whole thing was kind of stupid. Uh, but whatever. So, in terms of the eight episodes that they dropped so far for the season, it's kind of interesting because last season, season four, was five years ago. And whereas when they did that season, they kind of, you know, addressed that it had been quite a while since, because it had been, like, it had been like eight eight or nine years. No, what, what, when did it end? I guess it had been eight years. Had it been that many? Maybe seven? I forget. I forget when the original run ended and when they did season four. It was six or seven years. But it's been five years since that dropped. So, um, but they didn't do anything with that this time around. They're just like, okay, here we go. Keep going. The story continues. It's like continues. It picks up right where it left off, which is weird. Um... For a few reasons. I'm not that I'm going to go into the spoilers, but it's just basically a continuation of last season as opposed to, all right, here's the five years later we pick up with them now. Which, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it just makes it seem like it's the same thing. But I guess that's how the original show was. It wasn't like... But, I mean, it aired like a normal a normal clip <laughs> that was on every year, you know? Um, but anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, what else is out there? finally got around to watching Sneaky Pete uh, Season 2. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, season 1 was really good. Season 2 was not quite as good. It's 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 not bad. It's it's decent. Uh, I mean, the biggest issue here, and I don't want to give any ways, any spoilers necessarily for Season 1, if you have watched it, because I would say go definitely watch Season 1. Um, Brian Cranston is not in this season. Um, his arc is done. Uh, they don't really talk much about season one outside of the direct family that he's involved with. Uh, it definitely takes it in a different direction this year as opposed to last year. But it's good. It's good. So I would just, I would definitely say check it out. Um, what else is going on? Finales, uh, a lot of shows ended. Uh, Gotham came to an end. Um, or the season ended, I, I should say, not the shows itself. Gotham, Arrow, uh, Flash, all the superhero shows, except for Supergirl. Supergirl still has one episode left for whatever reason. Um, they all ended pretty good. I mean, they'll all be back next year, although Gotham, I think, is only getting 10 episodes next year, and that's going to be the end of it. Um, a lot of flip-flopping and stuff with TV shows. Um, I know, um, like, Last Man Standing, or Last Man Standing, yes, Last Man Standing is coming back to Fox after taking a year off. Tim Allen's back, yay. Um, which, um, <laughs> which I don't know how long, I mean, he, he signed on for one season anyway, and, and if, if rumors are true, uh, he might, that might be it for that, although they might have to move nights, because it's going to be on Friday nights, which I, I think it was on ABC, Friday nights. Um, but um, we'll talk about why maybe it's only going to be one year on Friday nights, a little bit later. Um so, also, but 
speaking of last men, as I was the thing I was trying to say, uh, Last Man on Earth got canceled, unfortunately, and Brook Brooklyn Nine Nine is that what it's called? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, that one that got canceled by Fox got picked up by um, uh, NBC, and a lot of people were really really like, why would Fox cancel it? It was a good show. Blah 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 blah. But apparently, and here's the thing, um, and we'll and this uh, pertains to another show that got canceled just recently. Um, so the problem with some of these shows is is despite the fact that they air on a certain network, they don't. They're not owned by the network. That studio, right, as it is. Fox right now, they don't have a... They're not going to have a studio. So it's 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 interesting to see what they're going to do. And that leads into some of the things that they are doing. Uh, since they don't have Fox Studios anymore, it's going over to Disney eventually. Um, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine wasn't part of 20th Century Fox. It was part of... Universal, and that's why NBC picked it up because um, for syndication rights, they're the ones that are going to get that money. So if they don't reach that hundred episode level to get syndication, they're out of a lot of money. Also, international broadcasting, they own the rights for that. Uh, so while Fox may have gotten decent advertising for the show, if it's not up to the price it costs to buy the show, it's really not worth it for them because they're not the ones owning the show. Yes, so that factors in because Roseanne got canceled, and while initially got renewed, Roseanne then tweeted a bunch of racist stuff, and basically ABC is like, "Well, okay, we don't own the rights to this show. Uh, I mean, we're just airing it. We're getting advertising because the ratings are really good, so of course we're going to keep it." Oh wait, Roseanne says something racist. Now all the advertisers want off the show. Well, there's no money in for them, so obviously they canceled it. There is uh, some talks about them bringing it back as a spin-off with the, um, um, uh, what's-her-face, um, what's the daughter's name? Not Sarah Gilbert, uh, Darlene, the Darlene character, spinning it off into her show. I don't watch it, I didn't watch it, I'm not going to watch it, so I don't really care. But the fact that it was such a huge ratings phenomenon coming back, um... And then just abruptly canceled is is a bit is a bit crazy. Um, also a bit crazy is what's going on with Walking Dead. Now Walking Dead's one of these shows where they have this cast and a bunch of people obviously die off because well, I mean that's the nature of the game. It's you know a zombie apocalyptic show where people have to die or else there's no consequences. What's the point? Um, but there's always been some char- huge characters that have stayed on for the most part. Uh, now, as of right now, um, and spoiler alerts if you're not caught up, but it's kind of has to pertain to the what my news I'm saying. Uh, I believe the only ones that are left from the actual beginning are um, Rick and Daryl, um, and. S- well, Morgan sort of, but not really, because he wasn't on it for a lot of time, and now he left, and now he's on the other one somehow. I don't know. I don't watch Fear Walking Dead. I gave up on that a while ago. But Rick and Daryl. Now, Daryl, as far as I know, is not going anywhere. Rick said he's leaving after next season. So that's interesting. 
another long-term person that's been on the show for a while, not from the first season, but I think she joined the second season, is Maggie. She's leaving halfway through the next season because she's got another show that's coming on ABC or NBC or something. So she's leaving the show. So they're both leaving the show. So it's basically going to be Daryl's show, I feel like, and then all the other newer characters. But um, that's going to get weird because... And, and, and the whole Negan thing, what they did with that, and I don't want to spoil it necessarily, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I might be out on that show. I might be out. Uh, Westworld's back. I didn't mention that yet. Uh, this season's kind of weird in that you know more of what's going on. Whereas last season, there's a lot of stuff that was happening that wasn't really specifically laid out there for you. There was a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation a lot of those rumors ended up being true about the different timelines and certain people being real or not real or robots or whatever um but now that you know that this season seems it's a bit less um there's a bit less questioning of that so i don't know if that's a good i can't really tell if that's a good thing or bad thing because on one hand it's like well okay now i know what's going on when this this guy's here versus this guy's here so on this one, the consequences don't really matter as much because I know exactly what happens with this person. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, now I can focus more on this. But I don't know if that's really what they're doing. So it, it's a bit confusing. Uh, but not as confusing as last season. Well, not as confusing as... Well, it wasn't necessarily confusing last season as much as it became confusing once they kind of told you what was going on i don't know but ultimately it's been a decent season so far um how what else uh legion's on i'm still confused as to what the hell is going on in that show colony is back uh it's on uh usa network it's got sawyer from lost and the chick from walking dead bring back uh bring back. no prison break that's what i meant to say um I don't know, it's okay, it's a couple episodes in, it, it's it's something to watch, I don't know, I really don't know what else to say about that show, uh, I guess that's all I'm really watching right now, although I believe it's on tonight, the new Cloak and Dagger, Marvel Cloak and Dagger show, not quite sure what it's about, I'm not really familiar with it, um, the comic aspect, aspect of it. Uh, but it's a Marvel show, so give it a shot. Um, there we go. So, yeah, I guess that's going to do it for television. Let's move on to the sports arena. Um, some breaking news as I got ready to record this. Uh, Julian Edelman has been suspended four games for using PEDs. It's been a bad ten months for Julian Edelman since he tore his ACL. And now he's getting ready to come back, and he's going to be suspended for four games uh, probably he's, he's appealing it obviously, but, um, we'll see how it all pans out. That's unfortunate. Um, the NBA finals are, the NBA finals and the Stanley cup finals are pretty much over. Uh, I mean, they're over yet. Um, the, uh, capitals can put away the, uh, Vegas golden Knights. And let's talk about that for a second, because that's huge. The Vegas golden Knights, you know, you know, ultimately it doesn't look, too good for them. I mean, they're at home tonight, so you never know. You never know if they can win tonight and somehow win 
back in Washington and get it back to a game seven. You know, anything can happen. So you know, but the I, I think I forget I forget the stat. Um, something like the last or might be ever. I I don't know. I think I don't know if. I forget the stat. It was either ridiculously high or maybe ever in the Stanley Cup final that um, the team winning three to one has always won. Maybe that wasn't the stat. It was something like that, though. Uh, it doesn't bode well. Basically, it doesn't bode well for Vegas. I, I mean, the odds of a team coming back down from down three to one um, in the Stanley Cup final apparently is overwhelming. Um, whether it's ever happened or it just hasn't happened in a really long time. The number was something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think the Capitals is going to wrap it up, finally get their Stanley Cup uh, first one ever for them. Um, I mean, it would be a first one ever for either team, but given that the Capitals have been a team for quite a long time and uh, finally will get one, um, it's a little more... It's it's a bit more significant in terms of um, the fan base, I guess, for the Capitals to win as opposed to, like, whoever's rooting for Vegas. It's like, are you really Vegas fans? Like, I mean, I guess if you're living in Vegas, I guess you can become Vegas fans. But considering this team hasn't existed up until this year, it's like, if you liked hockey before this year, didn't you have a team that you were rooting for even though you may not have had a team in your in your in your in your city but then all of a sudden like oh well now i'm a vegas fan i get it but at the same time it's like eh. <laughs> you know it's like well how big a hockey fan were you um and that's fine i mean that's the kind of the point is to put a new team in a in a market that doesn't have a team and get new fans that's the whole point um but yeah so the vegas golden knights are in the in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, the first expansion team since the St. Louis Blues to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, that surprised me. That's that surprised me. Like, wait, the St. Louis Blues got to the finals in the last year? But wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, the year the St. Louis Blues came in, and there was a couple. There was five other teams that came in with them because there was the original six, and then there was these six expansion teams that came in. They were in separate conferences. So the original six teams were all in one conference, and then the new teams were all in a different conference. So one of the teams had to be in the Stanley Cup final. Now, they lost. Um, and I think the first team... I think the first one of those teams to end up winning a Stanley Cup was the Flyers, and I think it was a few years down the road. Um, six or seven years down the road, I think, that they ended up winning. Um but uh, regardless of all that, the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights made it to the Stanley Cup Final is just crazy. The whole season has been nuts. Uh, maybe, I, like, and I, I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or I just, just said this to somebody or whoever. Um, I think part of the issue was that most, most of the times uh, in previous expansion years or whatever, uh, maybe not in a specific season, but over a couple different seasons, there's usually been more than one team coming in whether it's, you know, two or three or four or five uh, over the course of a couple years or whatever. I mean, there have been years where there's only been one, but in terms of, like, overall, I feel like because there's only one and there's only planned one and there's nothing planned separately from this this one for now, 
Uh, there were talks of another one coming in at some point, but so far there's been nothing said about that, and it's not happening anytime soon. Um, I feel like the expansion draft was really loaded. <laughs> and I don't fall to the Vegas, but I don't know, maybe they didn't tweak the rules correctly because they had this pretty uh, ridiculous team for an expansion team. Um but whatever it happened, it is it is. I mean, we'll see what happens next year, whether or not they can ma- maintain their um, uh, competitiveness or if they fall back to earth and become like an actual expansion team. But we'll see what happens. Because, I mean, that happened with the... I remember the Jaguars and Panthers, second year in, both went to the, the conference finals uh, or the uh, conference championship games of, you know, when they they got entered. And then after that, they kind of fell off. And, you know... It is what it is. Um, but anyways, um, I mean, they're not done yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Could still, uh, they could still uh, come back. It's, you know, hell, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, and they're this far, and, you know, who knows? We can see, we'll see what happens. Um, on the NBA side of things, uh, Golden State went up 3 nothing last night uh, against uh, the Cavs. Um I guess I should address that. Yes, unfortunately, the Celtics did not make it to the finals. They lost Game 7 against the Cavs. They just couldn't hit any threes at home, which is the tough part. And, of course, the Rockets did the same thing. Basically basically the same game. Uh, neither team could hit any threes and just kept shooting threes. And then, um, whatever. But, um yeah, I don't know. I mean, the fact that the Celtics got took them to the game seven and got this far without the Kyrie and um, Gordon Hayward was, uh, you know, a good feat in a, in and of itself. So, whether if they got into the finals, I think they would have gotten smoked by the Golden State. I don't know. Probably. I mean, they might have put up a bit better fight than the Cavs are. I mean, although they, you know, last night's game was fairly close and game one was close, but. Down three nothing now. That's that's game over. I mean, whether or not they can win a game four like they did last year and force game five, and then losing five and who knows? But um, yeah, I'm. I mean, it's over. Um, as far as what goes on in the off season, that's a big question now. That people have already kind of moved on. Where's LeBron gonna go? Now, a lot of things. A lot of things. A lot of one of the things a lot of people aren't talking about is Kevin Durant. Is he gonna go anywhere? Because he's up too. Now, most people seem to think he's just going to re-sign with Golden State. Um, which he probably will. But isn't there the off chance he wants to go somewhere? Now, the problem, I think, is, is there's not a lot of teams that have a lot of space. But Houston, obviously Cleveland, um, uh, Lakers, um, I, I suppose Golden State, depending on what happens with... Well, I mean, let's look at the run. So... A lot of people are saying Philadelphia. And let's talk about Philadelphia for a second because they were having their own issues. Brian Colangelo has a bunch of fake Twitter accounts and uh, is now stepped down. That happened today. Finally stepped down as the GM for 76ers or I don't know if he was the GM or whatever he was. President of Basketball Operations. I don't, I don't know what his title actually was. Um, but he stepped down. He had a bunch of fake Twitter accounts and was tweeting a bunch of stuff that was kind of detrimental to the team. There was some issues about some health things, some draft pick things, some trade things that shouldn't have been out in the Twitterverse. Um, and yeah, he got in trouble. And um, 
76ers kind of denied the whole thing, but then Brian Canelangelo kind of came out today and was like, yeah, I'm resigning, so okay, clearly you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course you didn't do it. But anyways, so the 76ers, although with that shake-up and shenanigans, I don't know if LeBron wants to go anywhere near that. Uh, I mean, could just stay with Cleveland, that's definitely a possibility. People are saying Boston. I don't know how the hell that would work, but uh, I don't think Kyrie would be on the team if that's the case. Uh, but, you know, with Kyrie being able to opt out next year and the fact that we have Smart and Rozier we have to resign, it could, could could he could go. But I feel like you'd have to move someone else too to make the room for the for LeBron to sign. I don't know. I, I just don't see it ever happening. Um, Miami's another thing. You go back down to Miami. Um, you know, Houston's one that's a big deal. But, uh, of course, they got Chris Paul still up in the air there, too. Um, you know, Lakers are obviously always considered. Uh, who knows where Paul George is going? A lot of people say he's going to go there. If he goes there and LeBron goes there, is that... Who knows? Um, obviously, Golden State, if Durant says decides to go somewhere else. Um, I don't know. There might be another team I'm just not thinking of right at the moment uh, that could be in the hunt. Who knows? We'll see how it all pans out. A lot of, pe- but a lot of people are talking LeBron and not talking Ke- uh, Kevin Durant, which is interesting. But at the same time, I can't see Durant leaving when he can sign for more money there. The problem is, if he does that, then where the hell are they gonna? Have- Someone's got to go at some point. They're not gonna be able to, able to stay there and get money. Uh, they're gonna be well over the cap. Um. But yes. Anyways, um, so as far as Celtics go, what are they gonna what are they gonna end up doing? Uh, I don't know, but they got Smart. That's up. Rozier's of um, eligible for an extension. Uh, I don't really know that they have much room to make any moves on the free agency field unless they move people. But um, I mean, they're young teams, so Tatum and Brown. There's your future. I mean, Horford's. Got another year before he can opt out. Hayward's got two more years. He can opt out. Um, I don't necessarily see Hayward. I mean, I don't necessarily see Horford opting out yet. He's getting a lot of money. So, (laughs) I don't know if he'll necessarily. But, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, But, anyways, uh, yeah. So, on to next year, I guess, for those. Red Sox are still uh, uh, winning away. They're still in first place. Although, the Yankees are right right on their heels. It's going to be a battle between those teams all year. I, I don't see anyone else in the AS8. I don't see anyone else in the AL East being any sort of contender. Uh, Houston's kind of fallen off. They were on a roll for a bit, but now the Mariners have caught them. So I don't know. But yeah, obviously in the AL East, I think the Yan- Yan- Yankees and Red Sox are going to battle it out. And unfortunately, for one of those teams, they're going to end up in that wild card game, which sucks. But because um, you never know. You never know who they end up playing and who's pitching and blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right. Um, uh, yeah, I'll save that for later. All right, let's move on. So this weekend, there's stuff going on this weekend. Um, you know, uh, in terms of wrestling, I'm going to deal with the, you know, all that WWE, NXT stuff next week. Um, but this week, we have... A New Japan uh, big pay-per-view. Their second biggest pay-per-view of the year behind Wrestle Kingdom, which already happened back in 
January, this is kind of their second biggest, I would say. Um, they have some other big events that happen, but this is, in terms of, like, a big pay-per-view, this is, this is their second biggest show of the year. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, I don't really know a ton of the storylines, um, except outside of the, like, main two uh, fights, but I don't think it really matters as much in New Japan. It's more about the fights than anything else. All right, so let's, uh, so it's Dominion, um, uh, takes place, uh, Saturday night in Japan at Osaka Joe Hall in Osaka, uh, Japan, but, um, it's Japan, so even though it's taking place Saturday nights, it's like Friday and Friday, or no, it's really like Friday night, well, I guess it's still Saturday, Saturday morning, like early, early Saturday morning, like three in the morning or something like that, that it starts, but, um, anyways, let's get into the card and talk about it a little bit. Alright, so first off, we have a tag team match. Um, Taguchi Japan of uh, members Juice Robinson and David Finley, who, yes, is uh, Fit Finley's son, uh, taking on Chaos, Jay White, and Yoshihashi. Um, I'm going to go with Chaos. I'll go with Jay White and Yoshihashi. Why not? Uh, all right. All right, next up, if I can actually spell things correctly, that would be helpful. Uh, all right, next up, we got, um, a, uh, another tag team match. A lot of tag team matches in this, in this, in this thing. Um, Chaos, again, more members of Chaos, uh, Tiro... Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Toru Yano uh, taking on Suzuki Gun, uh, Minoru Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. Um, I'm gonna go with Suzuki Gun on this one. Oh, damn it! Excel, you're not helping me today. Um, sorry, I'm formatting this stupid thing because it doesn't like me. Um, yeah, Excel, jerk. Um, alright, so next up, there is a, um, six-man tag team match. Um, we got Hirosh- Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Rey Mysterio Jr., who is actually, uh, back and ready to wrestle. He was supposed to wrestle at their, um... Show in uh, in Long Beach back in February was it or March? I forget. Whenever it was, uh, but he was hurt, uh, so he couldn't. But now he's actually wrestling in Dominion, and they're taking on the Bullet Club members Cody Hangman Page and Marty Skrull. I gotta think the faces go over on this, right? I mean, there's so much infighting in the Bullet Club, and you got Rey Mysterio in his first match ever. In New Japan, or I don't know if it's ever, but first match in New Japan in quite a long time, if ever. Um, yeah, I gotta go with Tanahashi, Liger, and Mysterio. With some sort of infighting with the Bullet Club. Because Marty Scroll and Cody are fighting for in a triple threat for the ROH title at the next ROH pay-per-view, but we'll talk about that. In uh, coming weeks. Alright, next up we have a uh, tag team match. Another tag team match. 
for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. We got Suzuki Suzuki Gun represented by El Desperato and Yoshinobu Kanamaru. I think that's how you say it. Are the champions and are taking on Rapongi 3K of Sho and Yo. I'm going to go with Pongi 3K on this one. I think it's their time to win. Although I think they've won it before, but I feel like they're going to win. <laughs> All right, next up we have a um, another tag team bout. Let's just finish off the tag team bouts. Why not? Uh, the For the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Uh, Los Ingros de uh, Los Incarnables de Japón uh, members Sonata and Evil, the champions, defending against the Young Bucks, uh, Maddie, Matt and Nick Jackson. Um, ooh, this one's tough because I feel like I always go with the Young Bucks, and they seemingly always win, but then they always lose the titles <laughs> after that. So, um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go Young Bucks. Why not? I think this would be their first heavyweight tag team championships. They've won the junior heavyweights for a bunch of times. Yeah, we'll go with it. All right, next up we have the uh, a three-way match for the Never Openweight uh, Championship. Uh, Hirodi, Hiro, Hiro, ah, Hiroki Goda, easy for me to say, the champion defending against Michael Elgin and Ta- Taishi. Um, I think Goto's going to keep it. It's because you can't have all the titles change hands. Alright, next up. We have a uh, singles match for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Will Ospreay defending against Hiromu Takahashi, who won the uh, the battle. Some He won something recently. I think that's why he gets this match, because he won the... Uh, what is it called? Um... Super Juniors, yes. Best of the Super Juniors. He won that, and he got this title match. And I think he's going to win. There you go. I said it. Takashi. Alright, next up, in the co-main event of the evening for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, we have Tetsuya Naito. I'm struggling with these names today. No big surprise there, though. And get ready for the UFC, because I'm probably going to struggle with those two. Um, taking on Y2J, Chris Jericho, whatever he's calling himself now, the alpha male, whatever. Um, yeah, Chris Jericho's back, despite him claiming he was done with New Japan. He came back and attacked Naito again. Which they had teased after um, Wrestle Kingdom with New Year's Dash. And then he kind of went away and was like, oh, I'm done. I'm not going back. And then, of course, he's back, because that's what he does. Um, I don't think he's going to win. I think he's going to lose again, because I don't think he's sticking around, so I'm not going to give him the title. Uh, so I think Naito's going to win, but it should be a good match. Look forward to it. As far as I know, it's just a straight-up match. It's not a notice qualification match uh, like the other one was, but... Meh. Still should be good. Alright, and finally, in the main event of the evening, in another chapter in the ongoing saga, which is Kenny Omega... Trying to win the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship from Tashahiro, no, Tash, Tazuka Okada. Jeez, uh, Okada. I was. I should have just went with Okada. Tazuka Okada. Um, yeah. So this will be 
I believe the fourth time they fought, um, it's kind of the the blow off, the big blow off, which a lot of people thought was going to happen in Wrestle Kingdom, but ultimately didn't. Uh, Okada won the first match uh, two years ago, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and then they did the timeline draw at Dominion last year, and then in the uh, what was it called the whatever whatever thing they have. The thing, <laughs> the tournament thing they have, which I'm blanking on the name of the tournament is, they have this tournament, whoever wins usually gets a shot at the Wrestle Kingdom, but for whatever, the G1 Climax, that's what it, but for whatever reason, the champion's in it too, which never has made any sense to me, um, Omega beat um, Okada in that, so they're 1-1-1, one, one, one. Uh, Okada is still the champion, however, because there wasn't, the title wasn't on the line in the G1 Climax. And he's had it the longest ever, I believe. I think this is the longest reign ever for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, and this one's two out of three, no time limit. So there's got to be a winner. Two out of three. Yep. Um, is it Omega's time? I feel like the Bull Club's going to get involved. And probably Ob- um, um, Kota Ibushi, who's not fighting, which is weird. Um, ah, damn it. Do I go with... Do I go with Omega? I feel like it's time. Okada's had it forever. Omega's never had it. I feel like it's time. I feel like Omega wins. So there you go. That takes place uh, Friday night, late, early Saturday morning. So uh, check your local whatever. I don't know if it's on anything. I mean, I know New Japan has their own, like, streaming service. I don't think it's on, like, regular pay-per-view in the United States. Um, that I'm aware of? Let me check my internet dial. But I'm sure there, there's ways to get it. I mean, New Japan World, I guess, is probably the easiest way. If you want to uh, check it out there. Yeah, I do not see it on my uh, Xfinity dial on the pay-per-view Delio. Uh, but yeah. Um, Alright, so moving on. As I stated earlier, Justify won the Kentucky Derby. It then went on to win the Preakness. So the Belmont Stakes are taking place this Saturday. I believe it's like 6.30-ish. 6, 6.30-ish sometime in that time frame. Um, from Belmont, New York, at the Belmont Park. Um... So here are the current odds for the horses that are running. There are 10 horses scheduled as of right now to take uh, participate in the Belmont Stakes. Uh, currently, the odds are... Hold on, let me update this to make sure this is the most current odds. As of 8 a.m. this morning, um, Justify is even odds. Um, next up is Huffberg at 9 to 2. Uh, Vino Rosso at six to one, Bravazo at seven to one, uh, Tenfold at ten to one, uh, Blended Citizen at fifteen to one, Gronkowski, yes, named after Rob Gronkowski, who is now a part owner, uh, supposed to be in the uh, Kentucky Derby, but unfortunately had to uh, pull out because of being hurt, and then wasn't in the Preakness, but now is back in the. Belmont and actually opened at sixty nine to one odds as a joke I think, but quickly fell now it's a twenty five to one. Um, Noble Indy at thirty to one, 
uh, Restoring Hope at 30 to 1, and Free Drop Billy at 40 to 1. Now, even odds isn't terrible for Justify. I mean, I feel like they were worse for the Preakness, maybe? I don't remember. Um, but Triple Crown, so the last Triple Crown winner was a few years ago. Um, uh, let me double check. It was... Oh, come on. Why would you do it that way? Um, the last Triple Crown winner was in, 19, in 2015, American Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right. So it was only three years ago, so it's not really a huge deal anymore. Because the one prior to that wasn't uh, was in 78, affirmed. So that was a long time ago. But, um, you know, since American Pharaoh did it just three years ago, it's not quite a huge deal. I mean, I, it's hard to go against Justify... Uh, I kind of, hmm. nah, screw it. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with justify. Why not? All right, that's that's Saturday. Also, also taking place Saturday, Saturday night in Chicago at the United Center. Um, there is a uh, UFC pay per view taking place. It's a big one, big card uh, at the United Center. Uh, UFC 225. Um, and it's big for a few reasons. Uh, there's a couple title title fights, so there there's there's one reason. It's also the return of someone that is very well uh, known in Chicago, and that is CM Punk, uh, who, by the way, did win his uh, trial this week. Yes, while he's training to fight UFC on Saturday, does he did have to defend himself in court uh, in the t- trial against the doctor for the WWE who. Um, CM Punk went on Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast and basically kind of put the guy down and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And this guy felt that he was um, defamation and he blah, blah, blah. And he was getting yelled at and on Twitter and ruining his reputation and blah, blah, blah. And wanted like four, $4 million or whatever. Uh, yeah, it, CM Punk and Cole Cabana won. So he won a lawsuit, a trial. A court case already, so he's already doing good for the week. But can he win at UFC? That is to be determined. Uh, but before we get to that, because that match is actually on the pay-per-view itself, um, uh, there's a lot more other fights going on prior to that. Uh, first off, we uh, will start on the fight pass. Um, or the the preliminary card on the fight pass, which is headlined by... by well, we'll get to it, but... This surprises me, and it's a little—it's a little sad. It's a little sad when I think about it, but um, yeah, I mean, you got to make a living, huh? Um, all right, but first off, <clears throat> in a featherweight battle, we might send <clears throat> Mike Santiago taking on Dan Eag- Eag- Eagle Eagle. Is it Eagle? Eagle. Speaking of Eagle, um, I G E—I don't know how to say it. But speaking of the Eagles, specifically, I, I kind of passed over this when I was going over the sports and I meant to mention this. I had, I had it written down and I didn't even say anything about it. Um, and I have something else to talk about, too. Well, you know, we'll save... Let, let me let me take a diversion a bit for a second. First of all, the Eagles, they were supposed to go to the White House. I don't like to talk about politics. They were supposed to go to the White House and uh, Donald Trump canceled on them like the night, day before or two days before or whatever it was. Now... As a Patriots fan that lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I, for one, don't blame Donald Trump for not wanting to have to have the 
Eagles come to the to, to his house. Uh, I wouldn't want the Eagles coming to my house. I'm not an Eagles fan. I am a Patriots fan, and they beat my team in the Super Bowl, so I'm not happy about that. So I'm very much on <laughs> Trump's bandwagon in terms of that decision, but I don't think that was why. Although he claims to be a big Patriots fan, his best friend with Robert Kraft and Bob uh, and Tom Brady, if you if you if you ask him um, whether that's the case or not, I don't know, and I don't really want to talk about politics. But I did want to mention that because, listen, I hate the Eagles, so screw them. Um, anyways, <laughs> we got a little bit of revenge in Boston beating them in the uh, in the playoffs uh, and Celtics being in place, which is interesting, though, because they're wearing the reverse colors, which I thought was weird. Celtics are wearing the the green, black, and, and white, and... 76ers are wearing red, white, and blue. Uh, hmm, quite uh, the exact opposite of the Patriots and flip-flop the Patriots and Eagles. Anyways, regardless of that, speaking of UFC, let's go back to UFC. Let's talk about the UFC because there is something I do want to talk about. They did just sign a new TV deal with ESPN. Now, this is a little weird because at first ESPN announced that they'd signed on to do a bunch of show, a bunch of events on their... ESPN Plus app and gave them $750 million over five years for the certain amount of fights. And initially, there was rumors that ESPN and Fox were going to do a co-branding, and ESPN, and then there was ESPN and NBC were going to do co, and they were going to have higher... It was, it was really kind of convoluted. It was going to be like half of the rosters were going to be one TV deal, and half the rosters were going to be another TV deal. and It just seemed really stupid and convoluted well ultimately it didn't end up happening because espn then came back back out and said no we're taking the whole thing 1.5 billion dollars over the course of five years now 1.5 billion dollars isn't anything to shake your stick at uh certainly uh over five five years it's a pretty good deal but then you know kind of in the interim of all that um some deals made, got made by WWE, which was really interesting. Because first, USA basically was like, yeah, we're going to re-sign Raw. And there wasn't really any word of how much. Um, although the rumors was triple the amount they were paying right now, but just for Raw. They didn't want SmackDown, so SmackDown was up in the air. And then since the UFC and Fox deal kind of is gone, Fox has a sudden up, opened up this money. And this is where I go back to talk about the TV deals. Because while they're not going to have the rights to these specific shows, um, they don't have to spend the money on, you know, you know, basically they're spending the money to get the rights to shows that are going to be worth it for them and their advertising, I guess is my point here. So, uh, you know, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, whatever, they have to pay a different studio to pay for the show. Then, yeah, they get the advertising rights, and that's fine. But a show like that, most people probably DVR. And the DVR, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you don't watch the the the, the uh, advertising anyways. The advertising goes down. So now you don't have, you don't have, you don't own this property, and you don't get the rights. So, live TV. 
And that's why Fox spent a ton of money to get the exclusive rights to, I don't know if exclusive rights, but the rights to Thursday Night Football for, I don't know how many games it was, 10, I think. Um, I know NFL Network has the other ones, and I think NBC has a couple. But for the Thursday Night Football package, they have whatever, how many games it is, I think it's 10, for whatever, how many billion years over the next five years. So Friday nights, they just, or supposedly Friday nights. So that's the thing. People aren't really sure on the complete details yet. But they came in and offered, one, I think, $1.025 billion for SmackDown. Because SmackDown got freed up by USA. For just SmackDown. Okay, keep in mind, the UFC was for all the UFC. Now, that doesn't include pay-per-views, obviously, but it doesn't include pay-per-views for WWE either. That's on the network. That's just the television Specifically television, you know, Ultimate Fighter or whatever they end up calling it. Um, you know, the fight nights and whatnot. Um, $1.5 billion. Well, you have $1.025 billion just for SmackDown. And then it came out that uh, I think Raw is going to end up getting, like, for from USA, one point something billion dollars. I, I, forget, what the, I forget what the number was. Um, I can look it up. There was another report that came out. USA Network Raw TV deal. Because uh, I forget what they were paying. Um, uh, what was the latest? I can't find it, but it, it was it was up there. Um, but so when you add those together, it's like two point something billion dollars. For Raw and SmackDown, whereas UFC is only getting 1.5, and this is both for five years. So, you know, as cool as that might sound for, um, for, um, whatever, I don't remember what the number was, but it was more than, it was more than what Fox was paying. So, Universal, NBC Universal, whatever USA, they're going to pay more than what Fox was for, uh, Raw, which makes sense, it's... The, the bigger show, it's the more well-known show, it's the more established show, it's the longer-running show, it's got three hours versus two. Um, now, but that's the thing, so SmackDown, supposedly, is then going to move to Friday nights, where that's going to do, I don't know. We'll talk a little more about this next week, but let's go back to the UFC. Um, yeah, $1.5 billion for over five years. I think that is lower than they're expecting, considering what the WWE got. Well, and that sent the UFC, I mean, that sent the WWE stock into the stratosphere. It's crazy. Although their ratings keep going down. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's live TV, though. Because their ratings go down, but they're not going down excrement. Bleh. They're going down, but not at, at the rate that ratings itself are going down, I think. And for live TV and whatever, that's, you know, that's huge. All right, let's get back to UFC 225, shall we? All right, um, so what did I say for opening bout on the preliminary card, UFC Fight Pass, Mike Santiago taking on Dan Age, or however you say it. I'm going to go with Dan Age. Let's move through this. Um, next up, we have a lightweight battle between Clay Gouda, Guida and Charles Oliveira. I'm going to go with Clay Guida. I, that's probably not how you say it, but whatever. Speaking of Guidas, Enzo Amari came back. 
not into wrestling, just in the general public. Um, I don't even know if I want to talk about it. He got re- he got resigned. He got dro- all the treasures got dropped, and he's whatever. But he put out a rap song. Oh boy, I don't I don't even want to get into it anymore. That's en- that's enough. <laughs> uh, all right, next up we have a flyweight battle: Joseph Benavides taking on Sergio Pettis. Go Sergio Pettis. All right, next up, there is a um, light heavyweight battle. And this is the one I was talking about. Headline. Headlining the preliminary UFC fight pass card. Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans. He's a former, like, champion. He's been fighting forever. And now he's 38 years old. But, I mean, okay, so his record is... 19-7-1. 19-7-1. He's lost his last four bouts, so I get why he's on the preliminary card. But the fact that he's still fighting on the preliminary card, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of sad. I mean, he's been in UFC forever. I mean, his first UFC fight was the was back in 2005 when he won the Ultimate Fighter 2 Heavyweight Tournament. Yeah. And he won, he's a former light heavyweight light light heavyweight champion I don't know I don't know I mean he was a big name at one point it's just it's crazy to see him far so down the so far down the card now we'll see what happens because of course it is it's it's only Thursday and this card happens on Saturday so of course crazy stuff could happen and a lot of these fights could end up uh you know, not happening and gets moved up the card. He'll end up on the pay-per-view probably. But anyway, <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, he's taking on Anthony Smith. I, I can't go with him though. I mean, Anthony Smith. I don't know much about him, but Richard Evans has lost his last four fights. Uh, Anthony Smith. Okay, he's coming off a loss too. Damn, Anthony Smith's been around forever too, huh? Well, he really hasn't actually. No, I think he's just had a lot of fights. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with Shar Evans. Why not? Just come back. Alright, now moving on to the preliminary card on Fox. Or is it on... What's it on? FS1? FS2? FS3? FS5? No, Fox Sport 1. Fox Sport 1. It's on the, it's on the big one this time. Not FX or FXX, which they're losing soon anyways. Um, or Fox Sports 2. Of course, not on Fox either, but whatever. I think eventually these could, well, eh, probably not. No, I was going to say eventually these might move to Fox, but not if it's moving to ESPN eventually. There's no point in that. All right, anyways, uh, first up, got a heavyweight battle between Shard Coulier. Coulter. Can't see. Richard Coulter versus Chris De La Roca. Um, I'm gonna go with yeah. Let's go. Let's go with double up on the Richards. All right. Next up in a featherweight battle, we have Ricardo Lamas taking on Mershad Bektik. I'm gonna go with Ricardo Lamas.
All right, next up, there is a women's strawweight battle between Claudio, um, Claudio, Claudia Gathela versus Carla Esparza. I'm going to go with Carla Esparza. Uh, next up, there is a, uh, a heavyweight battle, Alistair Overeem, on the preliminary card, but at least he's on the FS1 preliminary card, uh, taking on uh, Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades? Interesting name. I gotta go Overeem. Alright, that brings us to the pay-per-view portion of the evening. Which will be on pay-per-view on pay-per-view, uh, 10, 10 o'clock. Um, your normal pay-per-view outlets probably sixty bucks. I'm guessing. Uh, let me double check. Where did I put the thing? These users are, are they sixty or sixty-five? I don't even know anymore. Um, let's see. It is 65. 65. There you go. All right. And first out the gate, it's CM Punk uh, taking on Mike Jackson. Mike Mike Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> CM Punk is fighting Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, but uh, Mike Jackson. Not much is known about this guy. He doesn't even have a UF, uh, doesn't even have a URL thingy. What am I saying? Doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. There's no link. There's no page. He's owned one in UFC. I don't know what he is overall, but he's owned one in UFC. Um, CM Punk's is also owned one in UFC. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I guess a couple of own one guys taking on taking a fight in the pay per view. Yeah, there we go. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, he got his ass kicked last time, so will he get his ass kicked again this time? I don't know. Mickey Gall's not a bad fighter. Um, Mike Jackson, I don't know anything about. I don't. I mean, not that I knew a bunch about uh, Gall either, but um, I, I can't not pick CM Punk, right? I'm gonna go CM Punk. All right. Next up in a heavyweight battle with Andre Arlovsky taking on Ty Tovasa. Um, I'm gonna go on Andre. Andre? I don't know. Yeah. And, Andre. That's Andre, right? Ah, uh, whatever. Andre Alfoski. Andre? 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 I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Alright. Uh, next up, we have. A women's featherweight bat about Holly Holm taking on Megan Anderson. This is Megan Anderson's UFC debut. Holly Holm, you know, obviously she had the big win against Ronda Rousey, but, you know, since then, not really, hasn't really done much. Uh, lost her last fight to Chris Cyborg, uh, which, you know, it is what it is, but, um, you know, lost to Amish Tate, lost to someone else in between there. I think she did have a win, though. But she's 1-3 since she beat Ronda Rousey, I think, so... I mean, I don't know anything about this Megan Anderson girl, so I gotta go Holly Holm. Uh, 
Alright, next up in one of the title fights, although this one's a interim title fight for the interim welterweight uh, fight. Tyron Woodley is the champion right now, but this is for the interim uh, fight. That is Rafael Dos Anjos taking on Colby Colby Covington. Um, This was supposed to actually take place in Brazil last month, but something happened and he got delayed. But uh, anyways, um, I gotta go Rafael Dos Anjos. Supposedly, uh, CM Punk, oh, CM Punk, yes. Conor McGregor, um, said he would have fought last, he offered to fight in UFC 222, 224, rather, um, but he got turned down. I don't know how true that is. I feel like he said that multiple times, and I don't know how, I don't know how much I believe him when he says that stuff. Be interesting to see what happens with him, though. And that's part of the reason I think that the TV rights maybe aren't what they could have been. Because you have this unknown uh, with Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey is in WWE. They're two biggest stars and they're gone. Um, Or, you know. Yeah, I don't know. But alright, in the main event of the evening for the middleweight championship, we have Rebecca. Robert Whitaker defending against Yayo Romero in a rematch from their last fight. Where uh, obviously Robert Whitaker won because he's a champ. Uh, I think he's going to win again. I don't, I don't see him losing. So Robert Whitaker taking it. So there you go. UFC 225 is taking place this Sunday. Sunday taking place this Saturday. Saturday night in Chicago, United Center. We'll talk more about Chicago next week because there's a couple other events coming up. Next week in Chicago, but uh, for this for this week, that's going to do it. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see if CM Punk can bounce back. He's in, He's got the hometown crowd behind him in Chicago, which, you know, arguably he didn't last time when he was in Cleveland. I believe that's where it was. Yeah, it was in Cleveland because it was the same place where he had his last, or he left, he walked out of WWE. It was in Cleveland. Speaking of Cleveland, they're going to lose... Um, the NBA championship probably Friday night. So there you go. There's another thing to look forward to this weekend. So you got probably the Capitals winning tonight or or on Saturday or or Sunday. I think well, I think they'll play Sunday, right? I don't know. I don't know. This, I think it's Sunday. Uh, and then the uh, Cavs will probably lose tomorrow. Golden State will probably win. Or if they don't uh, tomorrow, Monday. So there you go. And we'll be back next week. We'll talk more about those. We also have... Um, couple other things happening uh and i got a box to open next time so we'll get to that next week uh thanks for listening as always uh, check out the the blog razorvader.blogspot.com uh you subscribe to this podcast on apple apple app i can't talk apple Podcasts or stitcher um check me out at razorvader on twitter uh always you know subscribe and leave comments and posts and five stars and all that fun stuff and we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening bye
personality. A cult of personality. 